We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden Shows what you know Talk TV Jim and I, 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 I had it written down. I had it written down. Oh, it's the you're doing the old western. Th- all right, I thought you were doing like the Westworld theme. Oh no, no, but you're doing like the yeah. the old like Yes, oh, I love it. <laughs> that's all right. I didn't get what you were saying before. Okay, oh, that's a shame. But the Westworld theme is like dun, dun, yeah. Dun, that's why I was like ah, their theme's not that memorable. <laughs> well, no, I know, but but the theme is like. I, yeah. I seriously, I, uh, I, I don't even hear the Westworld theme. I just hear the House of Cards theme in my head while I'm watching <laughs> the Westworld theme. Anyway, welcome to Shows What You Know. Uh, or should I say, Shows What You Know, Talk TV, Jacob and Jim, Talk Westworld. Yes, exactly. It's the old oh, Western thing. Man, mm-hmm. that just put me, that put me right in the old Wild West. I know, just... It's only going to cost you forty k. Uh, didn't I? Don't think we talked about that uh, last week, or maybe it's this week where he he does mention that it costs forty k a day. Uh, and yes. why would he pay forty k a day just to be jerking off in the woods or whatever alone? Um, yeah, quote of the episode. Yeah, I I I will say we don't know how far in the future it is. Could be inflation, a lot of inflation. Or yeah. could be ecoin, could be a lot of ecoin. Um, that's true. <laughs> so we don't really know how much forty k is. Maybe that's a, you know the price of a pizza. Um, you never know. Anyway, we're here to discuss Westworld episode three. My name is Jacob Burrows. Hi, I am Jim Scampoli, and I promise, swear to you, I am not a host. I am a person. Yeah, well, I'm a host of a show, but I'm not a Westworld host. Oh, I, I am. I'm a robot. Which one? Which one are you? I'm a robot. Uh, so just uh, twist. The thing, the twist is that I knew it all along, uh, and that's maybe the twist will be that I'm actually a real person. Ah, uh, this is starting to sound more and more like Mr. Robot, isn't it? Is he real? Uh, is he not? <laughs> what we? I'm seriously. I swear here and now. We to need to never no, talk, about talk about Mr. Robot ever no again. <laughs> I, I no I, more <laughs> talking about Mr. Robot. I know it, it needs to stop. I'm gonna change my programming. And it's gone. Uh, analysis. Why did you bring up Mr. Robot? I'm still upset. I'm still angry. Um, okay, we're here to talk about episode three of Westworld, though. So speaking of analysis... Um, A much better show mm-hmm. of the unnamed... Better than the unnamed show. Yes, the show that shall not be named. Uh, sh- shows The show you know, uh, but shall never love. Um, it is... <laughs> What the fuck was was I talking about? Uh, it is episode well, we're, three. Oh yeah, yeah we're about to talk about episode three. Let's start out real quick. We did get an email here. We got an email about. Uh, it looks like it's just about Westworld in general. So before we get into the episode, okay, from Jonathan Norberg, mm-hmm. uh, Norby as I like to call him. Uh, Allah, how do you say that? How do you say that in Swedish? That says Allah. It says that is. You, you, it sounds more Middle Eastern. It's Haloy. Oh, Haloy. <laughs> Hello, Boros and Jim. Uh, here are my thoughts about Westworld so far. I've loved all the episodes of Westworld so far, and I don't want the episodes to end when I'm watching them, so it's probably my favorite TV show this year, surpassing The Night Of and Stranger Things, in my opinion. Uh, it's a beautiful show with great acting and thought-provoking story. It feels like something fresh and new, and I really hope the quality doesn't decline. I don't really have any complaints about the show. Some people are worried about the mysteries. Uh, that I usually turn to Burroughs of being worried about mysteries because as we've established in canon mm-hmm. on this show, you're not a fan of mysteries. Yeah, since episode one, I've been about not being about <laughs> mysteries. Um, yeah, no, I, I uh, let's see what he says, that this show will be another Lost, which we also brought up on the yeah. first episode. But as Jonathan says, uh, he thinks all showrunners know about lost mistakes and won't repeat them. And James Marsden says Westworld already has five or six seasons planned up. I hope that is true. I, I mean, uh, I am not worried about the mystery thing. In fact, as I mm-hmm. in the first episode when you brought that up, I was like, what? Mysteries? I don't even get it. And like Lost? Like, have these people seen Lost? This is nothing like Lost, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not worried about that. I, I I can't help but feel a bit worried when they say they have six seasons planned out because then it's like, 
well, are the White Walkers getting here in season six, you know, since uh, yeah. this is Game of Thrones? Or are they getting here, at, you know, at a, at a satisfying pace? Are you... Does that mean that you're so unstressed to tell the story that you will have like even more of these episodes where, yes, it's interesting and entertaining, and I do agree with Jonathan, but kind of nothing kind of happens? Like, is it going to be that? But on the other hand, they've um, so far it feels like a good build, and uh, Game of Thrones has also gotten us used to shows where, yeah, we're putting the pieces in place, putting the pieces in place, putting the pieces in place. Fuck you, fuck you, here's the thing. It's all happening at once, and it's usually great, so I'm not that worried. Yeah, and although I will say, and, and this could be, this might not be a popular opinion, and this, this could be more um, me watching this episode late last night, uh, but... It start I, I, weirdly enough this early. I'm not saying the show's bad at all. It's still a great show. I still look forward to it. I still think it's awesome. But this episode, to me, it almost started to. I started to see the seams a little bit, yeah. where I felt like we we're already kind of going over things that we already know, uh, like like retreating old ground because it's like okay, you know, something weird happens, and then uh, eh, I don't know, just uh, take them out or give them an update. Um, I mean, we'll get more into it in the discussion of the episode, but in, in a way, yeah, like you were saying, I, I'm worried that because we all know, like we said in the first episode talking about uh, Westworld, you know, we're all waiting for this big rebellion. And given I do want to see I do want to see it develop and I want to see things slowly start to happen. But I do get concerned, like you said, if. You know, hey, we don't have that rebellion till season five, so you know we got to really milk this for what it's worth. Yeah, I agree with you, and it does feel like this episode could kind of have been episode two, uh, especially mm-hmm. because Dolores is introduced as the super duper main character in episode one, and then we get almost nothing of her in episode two, and it's kind of side stuff and introducing stuff, and then this. Uh, yeah, things are happening, but I, I, I totally see what you mean about seeing the seams and so on. Uh, although we do get a lot of, you know, information in this episode, which is, which is good. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into that. Uh, it, maybe, maybe my, my hopes got a little too high because I, because I saw directed by Neil Marshall and uh i i really like him and i mean he did i believe he did descent he also yeah he did descent he's also done like more of the action episodes of game of thrones right. i don't know why i expected like fucking hard home or something that episode <laughs> three of, yeah. of westworld <laughs> yeah yeah uh <laughs> and uh speaking of like i've i've heard or yeah i can also just imagine that episode two's are kind of the hardest episodes to write in a way because writing a great pilot is like not that it's easy but it's kind of like you need to start fulfilling those promises now like you've already you've got all the credit now you actually need to pay for the things you've promised and uh, I mean I think it's going well uh, but I, I I definitely understand being cautious. A lot of people are getting super excited, and I do feel that like pull for I kind of want to see more Westworld all the time. So I do understand yeah. that. Uh, but also, as even Jonathan said, uh, you know, you, you you hope that quality doesn't decline. Of course, you always do that, though. So, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so uh, I know it's I know it mu- it must sound really dumb, like to be so cautious about a show but yeah. I, I it just it's hard not to i mean it, it we should just be like uh this is a great show let's enjoy it but we're like oh it's gonna get bad i hate when it gets bad <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i know uh th- that does like i what if we were both 10 years younger we'd be so excited yeah. about westworld right now yeah no, like god <laughs> exactly. oh, we've been down this road we've been here um, grizzled vietnam vets coming in with <laughs> with tv shows yeah start having flashbacks to shows that shall not be named <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start talking about the plot of episode three, right? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of Dolores, we do get more of her. Specifically, Bernard is talking to Dolores again, and we find out here that they have kind of a special relationship because he's been reading her books. Uh, right now, he's making her read Alice in Wonderland and asking her questions and trying to get inside her mind or expand her mind and ask, like, what do you think about that? Why did you say that? And so on. Uh, yeah, and it's it's all, like, on the secret. It's on the down low. Yeah. And, and, and this is what, I mean, I, I kind of referenced it a bit when we were talking about episode two. 
But I, I guess this is what I expected the Ford character to be doing, at least from what I gleaned from him in the pilot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it threw me a little bit. Uh, but then I guess, you know, we're, 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 things aren't always what they seem. But yeah, because now it just came out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere, but it just seemed like now he's like, you know, don't tell anyone we're talking about this and make sure no one ever accesses your, you know, analysis readings or something or other and stay in the loop and... And he really wants to kind of. He's taking the the point of view of, you know, hey, this is different. I want to see where this goes instead of like let's shut this down immediately. This could be a robot uprising. Yeah, which is the opposite of episode one, kind of. Um, yeah. I, I do get the feeling that direct that the director Ford definitely knows about Bernard talking to Dolores. Because mm-hmm. first off, there are like glass walls. There's not a single wall that's not glass in this yeah, building. So someone's yeah. seen that. Um, uh-huh. Like, why did you bring a book in there? We haven't used non-tablet-based uh, information in 50 years. Like, why is there a book? Um, what is that thing even that he's holding? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how he cleverly gets it past security. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Their the relationship is sort of reversed, but let's uh, get into that in a moment because first we need to know that Dolores is waking up in her regular life because uh, everything's totally normal except there's a gun in her dresser, except it's not there. So what's up with that? up with the gun disappearing gun there yeah i don't know because i i I just assumed it was the one she found in the ground or what have you yes and then there's another gun that pops up and i'm not clear i mean it could be a from a few different locations i mean that comes up later in the episode yeah but uh yeah there's a, a gun or a vision of a gun or basically some sort of unlocked memory to a reminder about the gun yeah i think it's definitely all the same gun like the ones that was buried she got it out she had it in her dresser then she put it in the barn in like the hay or whatever Uh uh, Mm -hmm. for some reason so yes that's kind of kind of all we get of that for right now because we move on to william the newcomer to the park and he gets into this situation where he gets to be the hero. Things just happen to arrange themselves in that way. And that kind of made yeah. me think, like, oh, they're really good at this stuff. Like, the Westworld people, he really got to, to be the hero in that moment. Um, yeah, and without... It's it's nice to see that you can stumble into these things. Like, you don't have to, you know, uh, trigger the, the uh, can to roll to your foot and then start this long you know, storyline with like Dolores or something. You could just be walking, you know, by the, by the sheriff's office. And then, you know, a big thing breaks out and you're like, Oh no, I I guess I just got to react. And, and that seems like, like such a great draw. Like if something like this was real, yeah, where you don't want to go on quests, you don't want to go find a bandit or maybe, you know, this helps stumble you into that adventure it's just nice to see you could just stumble into a weird thing and you just kind of have no choice but to be the hero yeah and that's kind of i'm sure that's what the park was in the first 10 years of like you have to go to this place and talk to this person and then do you accept my mission like yes and they're like (laughs) did you say yes or no it's like (laughs) well no i said yes no yeah you do not get the mission so he does stumble into it and we did see in the last episode that they were kind of monitoring like i think they have too many guests to individually monitor all of them maybe or maybe they i mean they pay so much maybe they do get individual monitoring but we did see them look at the man in black when he was in this town and saying like oh he's killed he's killed this many people do you want us to slow him down and they were like no no if he wants to do it let him do it so i think they well isn't the quote isn't doesn't the guy actually say that man gets whatever he wants Ah, because i thought that was kind of important i was like i thought that was pretty interesting because uh stupid stupid uh what's his face uh related to the hemsworths yeah another hemsworth Ugh, i was so mad when i found it was another hemsworth <laughs> okay like, enough of these hemsworths They're popping up like roaches <laughs> okay. get out of here there's only one good hemsworth we don't need two two like uh, unnecessary ones but anyways that's my rant sure but yeah he he has uh like I, I believe the line is he looks at it and he goes that man gets whatever he wants yeah that's interesting so i i i, I like that weird little hint and uh, see where that leads or why that is. Yeah, so then that is the question. Is it that man or is it that man gets whatever he wants? Or is it that man gets whatever he wants? And we don't I really have know. to feel... I mean, it, it, it's a Hemsworth acting, so he probably <laughs> ruined it. But uh, <laughs> I feel like that's very... It's an important the, yeah, the, the yeah. way it was phrased. 
Sure, and it could also be just because he's a regular uh, in that case because mm-hmm. he has been there for 30 years. Yeah, so. he, and he's, he's quick to tell every single person. <laughs> sure, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been here for 30 years. God the, damn it. It's the <laughs> Show only, me some respect. I seriously think like they were like, okay, that's going to tell everyone how long the park's been open, so he gets to say that, and then like I, I believe Ford may say, even have said it in this episode, you know, 30 years ago when we were starting this park, like we get it, it's been 30 years. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, anyway, the old golden ticket. Yeah, the man in black got the golden <laughs> ticket, and he gets the lifetime pass. Goes whenever he wants. Maybe he's Alfred, or maybe Alfred created him, or maybe whatever. Uh, we and we also do learn in the William uh, interaction that you can be shot. It just you can't yeah. be killed. Yeah, I was thinking. My, I bet Jim's happy that he, they delivered that information, even though it's what everyone probably assumed. You can get shot, and we do see him fall over, and it's kind of like, what? He, the man in black never fell over, but of course, he's a elite. He's that man, so... Yeah, well, that's just going to say, yeah, because the man in black didn't fall over, or is that because he's a host? Who knows? Mm. I think a host would have fallen over. Maybe he just... Uh, you know, he he knows all the hacks, all the. But he could be. But that's the thing. He could be a hack, a hacking host. But then again, why do you say that man gets whatever he wants? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> layers and layers, my man. It's like a parfait. I don't think he's a host. I'll say no, that. I don't think so. But I don't think so either. Yeah, but you I, know, I just you... know that's a common, oh, you know, yeah. theory or what have you. <laughs> well, or, I think in. In the movie, like, the man in black was a host. Yeah, I I, even just seeing the trailer, that guy looks like the guy who is the host person in the, in the trailer for the original. But but anyway, that would be fucking dumb, wouldn't it? So uh, Kind of, yeah. So that's... I mean, someone's going to be a host who we didn't think was a host, but let's just leave that for now. Let's yeah, just Bernard. live in the illusion like the hosts and guests. Yeah, Bernard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right, Bernard. Mm-hmm. So uh, the thing is, uh, I, I just brought that up to say that maybe that was kind of tweaked. That like, eh, let's have him fly out of the window right when William's there, so he gets to interact oh, sure. with this stuff. Yeah, um, like like you said, if someone's monitoring you and they're like, ah, oh, William, William doesn't seem like he's been taking part. He wouldn't even uh, have sex with a prostitute. Yeah, he's the so. first guy in thirty years to not fuck a prostitute immediately. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's William, uh, and he kind of gets this idea to go on a bounty hunt because he gets a taste for it and like, hey, this is what I want to do. And his friend is like, nah, man, those side yeah, quests, lame. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you just keep fucking robots. Why are we friends? Uh, it so- is great because, yeah, William's like, you know, you keep talking about how cool <laughs> this place is, but all you do is fuck robots. So, <laughs> like, are we going to do anything here or what? <laughs> yeah, that is great. Uh, so what's going on behind the scenes? Well, this girl, this other programmer, girl who's working underneath uh, Bernard she's been looking into stuff and uh, I do stand corrected about episode one we have this milk bandit who was shooting people and I said no no the people inside were hosts the people he left alive uh, I think they may there may have been but also there were the point was the milk bandit from episode one who went crazy who they put in storage he he killed people but only people who had murdered previous versions of him so yeah yeah there was some revenge going on yeah like subconscious from different uh timelines when he was a different person he had gotten killed by this and that person so now he killed them but not the other ones so elsie's kind of like hey bernard uh you noticed uh, I don't think this is a reverie uh, situation only and Bernard's like get the fuck out of here get go go do a field trip and find this stray you know you know who you deserve to hang out with a uh, Hemsworth I say it's punishment yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you and Stubbs mm-hmm. so basically that's our plot for the whole episode they they run off and just quickly what happens with that they have like sexy banter back and forth oh you know I bet you sleep with your gun blah 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 uh, but either I'm I- going to vector asshole <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm vectoring. It means she's gonna piss or whatever. I don't even. Uh, it's it's. I I sound real negative on it. I didn't mind that part, but it does kind of amount to another robot has gone crazy. Uh, yeah. So cool. We need. Yeah. Let's not do any. Let's not do much about it. I did like the uh, how they're you know they're tracking a stray. And uh, they find the group, and the yeah. group's stuck in a loop because yeah. they're. I, I did like they hinted that, you know, less hosts are able to use weapons. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, okay, there we go. There's a kind of, they're throwing us a bone. They're, they are doing some things because of the weird stuff that's going on. And the stray was the only one that could pick up the axe. So they're all just talking shit. They would be talking shit for years to each other about like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, you know, the thing about you is you're a lazy piece of shit. And it's like, well, yeah, well, 
how are we going to cook this rabbit if no one chops wood? Yeah, and we are uh, we are kind of getting hit over the head with the fact like these are robots are real people like a lot. So <laughs> it's nice to have these uh, these little moments and details that do remind us. Oh no, they're actually not like humans that you can switch on and off. Not all the time. Sometimes they get yeah. stuck in a loop for two days and don't arrive in town on time, and they just keep arguing about who's going to cut the wood because they've been programmed to not cut wood. So that's just what's going to happen. Then they're not going to be able to move on without wood. So yeah. that's that's the story they wrote. So yes, like the- when you're when when you're playing a video game and something messes up and it won't let you into the next room. Yeah. So all you can do is just run in a circle mm-hmm. and hope that you don't have to restart from your previous save. Hope you're going to trigger something. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have, uh, yeah, this guy who went off, he carved a bunch of animals and also some, uh, yeah, he's carved a star sign in a thing. So anyway, let's yeah, leave that story. Yeah, it like uh, it could be Orion's belt or yeah. he's, he's carving, basically, he's writing clue on everything. Here's a clue. This is a clue. Come yeah. follow me. I'm doing something. Yeah, and Elsie is at least smart enough to go like, this looks like a clue. I'd better take this with me. It takes the star mm-hmm. sign thing. Uh, that's going to come up later. Uh, unless it was only to say, like, we didn't program them to look at the stars. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's it. Either way, uh, meanwhile, we do have Dolores and Teddy. They're playing out their little plot line again, except Dolores has been, you know, expanding her mind a bit, and she tries to get Teddy to agree to leave, and he's like, yeah, someday, and she's like, no, no, you always say that. Let's go right now, and he says, unfortunately, he doesn't deserve her yet. He's got business to deal with. He's got a dark past. I got some business. Yeah, except as we immediately find out, he doesn't actually have a dark past because they never bothered to write the backstory for him, which I thought as well was kind of interesting that he's just stuck in this pain of a of a dark past that he doesn't know, like it doesn't exist. There's no past. It was a nice, I thought it was a nice touch. And, um, I mean, uh, obviously, this sh- this shows a lot about uh, like storytellers or you know what it like writing and stuff like that. Yeah, and it it just reminds me of like uh, maybe this could be a weird reference, but it reminds me of like Last Action Hero uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger's character like comes out of the movie into the real life, and he realizes like he's been given all this torment in his terrible life just so everyone can like enjoy it, you know? So there's just this weird, you know, our character, are our characters real? You know, if you're, if you're a creative writer person and you want to build this tortured character, it's like, if that person is somewhere out there, just really tortured. And Mm -hmm. then to boot, it's not even a real thing. It's just a, a a bleak, generic, ah, bad, bad, like itch. There's this bad itch I have. I don't know what it is, but it's this unfinished business I have. Yeah. And, I mean, some writers do, like, again, Game of Thrones, uh, George R.R. Yeah. Martin, he will. He would have written the Dark Past. He would have written every yes. single second of this character's life, how they all interlock, built this whole world. But some writers, myself included, would just have left it, just like they did in Westworld. Like, yeah, no, he's... He, He's got he's he's a mysterious man. Like he fills the function of mysterious man in this story, and then yeah. it's a question of can you see through that or not. Uh, and anyway, at this point, Ford does decide. How about we give you an actual backstory and a part, a small part in my little uh, this plot, whatever. As all yeah, great his, stories, his magnum opus or whatever he's about to roll out. Yeah. Now, one thing I didn't like about this Ford scene. And it, it's starting to remind me of how, like, all these people that work at Westworld, when they talk to the hosts, I, I mean, I know it's because it's, you know, story or plot devices where they're giving us information. But here Ford is just, he's talking to Teddy and he's like, hey, tell me about your dark past. And he's like, oh, I got a dark past. He's like, ah, you don't even have a dark past. <laughs> you're you're just an idiot. Like, you know, wait, like, it's just this... You know, the hosts, what I, my, my note was like, the creators of the hosts are constantly asking them questions that they know the answer to, or they know, or they're like weirdly taunting them for no reason. <laughs> and and I, I get it's just because, you know, we're, it's explaining it to us, but it just comes off kind of sloppy when it's, you know, the fourth like analysis with the host and they're still like, hey, uh, why don't you tell me about uh, so-and-so? And then they're like, well, so-and-so is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, ha, huh, you only said that because we told you you were going to yeah, say that. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that. I wrote that. Uh, well, I yeah. agree. But at the same time, if you do have like, 
Hey, so uh, three robots went crazy this week and started talking Shakespeare. Like, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. I see it as kind of diagnostic, or at least, well, with Ford, it's kind of like he hangs out with these hosts anyway. He's a weirdo. True. Uh, but, I guess uh, yes. more so than the diagnostics, like the weird taunting is kind of just off to me because it's not so much like, oh, it's interesting you would say that because blah, blah, blah. It's more like, yeah, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He thinks he's got a dark past. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> thinks he's a person. Hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I guess that is totally true. But hey, at least it does decide to give him a, a, a backstory and all that stuff. Yes. So. And I liked seeing that moment of... Um, you see the moment later on because then Teddy's back with Dolores again. Well, I mean, you see it in his interview with Ford, too, because he like, hits the button to upload the backstory or whatever. And then you see it again because they're just doing their loop. And then uh, you know the sheriff or whoever rolls up and is like, you know, Wyatt or whatever. And he's like, ah, Wyatt. Like, he, he like weirdly clicks in from being blank. Uh, and Marston does a great job with it because he's just like happy guy with Dolores. And then the mention of the name, it's just like, ah, Wyatt. Uh, the devil has no face. You know, <laughs> his, uh, his name was Wyatt or what have you. And he goes off into his spiel. I really liked seeing those weird things like and how they were triggered or came together. And yeah. it how unnatural but like natural for a robot it looked mm-hmm. and felt yeah uh exactly and that is kind of yeah what happens the sheriff rolls up and like hey uh right before that dolores is uh she she wants her, him to teach him how to use a gun but her programming won't allow it so again reminding mm-hmm. us of the axe thing and the gun thing like right she can't shoot the gun because she's got programming that stops it so just worth mentioning because she was getting like bothered by some people before then uh, as well. And I do like it is kind of uh, it's well written to the point that when Teddy shows up and saves Dolores from these uh, bandit characters, uh, we cut to him firing a gun and we know immediately that that scene is going to be uh, him teaching her how to use a gun. It's like they planted the gun. There's super. There's a lot of stuff that's going on there that is super basic storytelling, but the pieces yeah. also click together in a satisfying way. You know, the Chekhov's gun is the kind of the most famous storytelling rule ever. You know, if you ha- if you show a gun in Act One, you better fire that gun uh, by Act Three, and of course that is what happens in this episode with the gun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Teddy takes off on this adventure and. And it does not go well for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And yeah, we're, I guess we're seeing hints. We're seeing hints at this, you know, new storyline, which it's still, you know, kind of murky. Like these are, it's this weird, like, uh, I think they were describing it in one of the reviews I read, like kind of like a apocalypse now, like Colonel Kurtz, someone who's, uh, you know, hold themselves up in the, in the desert and has their loyal following of like crazy people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and we, I don't think we even talked about it in episode two, but we, we were kind of introduced to this female character who, you know, is someone else. We assume, I mean, I, I don't think she's a host because yeah, we see her like partaking and doing the adventures and teaming up with Teddy to go on this uh, quest or storyline or what have you. Yeah. Um, and one thing, I mean, this is like dumb nitpicking, but like it reminded me of uh, the character in Game of Thrones, um, the female sailor or what have you. Yeah, uh, Asha or Yara, it might be yeah. in the show. Yeah, I think well, so. Well, because it's like the, it, it, and I mean, it's only these two characters, but there's like this weird, like, let's show that she's a badass. Like, she likes prostitutes too, you know? <laughs> but like, yeah. In a weird way, I thought it was kind of reductive. It's like, what, she can't just, like, take a dude prostitute and, like, treat him like a piece of meat? She has to, like, act like a dude and be like, ugh, give me these girls, ugh, give me, the, give me that ass. Like, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> True, it's just but, yeah, but this is also in the future, and perhaps sexuality is seen differently in the future, and everyone is bisexual. Of course, then they would have uh, a fair bit more of the male prostitutes in this establishment, probably. But yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, weirdly, uh, it's weirdly established that... Um, Male on male uh, is not. Well, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Keep going. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was going to make a dumb joke, but I, I lost it. It is established. So, uh, well, I uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, but also at the same time, uh, people just seem to be happy about representation like that in general. But I do agree. Like, 
So, but I feel like that's almost weird. It's just, it's weird. Like the representation's fine, but uh, you're telling me there's no a hey Joe, what do you know in Westworld? I, I feel know. like that, like they're like that's underrepresented. If you go to AI Jude Law's character, he was a uh, Gigolo Joe. Hey Joe, what do you know? And he was there for women's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not seeing that side. We're not seeing the the male there for female pleasure. True. Uh, I think there's a lot more dudes visiting Westworld, though, right? There's more. Well, dudes. What about these kids then? Who are these kids? <laughs> I don't. Hey, we've only seen one kid so far, uh, a real one. So I, I mean, I agree. I agree. Forty k. Do they have children special? Maybe. Who knows? But I, I mean, I guess in the end, my my actual point is like, yeah, representation's good, but I feel like this is a safe representation. Uh, absolutely. In a weird way. Yeah. In a weird way, it's almost overrepresented because it's gonna be like, yeah, give me a. <laughs> give me that too oh, look at me <laughs> I, I could not have said it better myself uh, yes I agree completely uh, so <laughs> that character yeah she's with them going up into the woods and I assume that, like that's I kind of wondered why why is there a host on the train but obviously if you start out on the train like the experience starts even before you like it starts yeah. when you pick your hat or even before that so when you're on the train heading into Westworld of course there are hosts there and you can start talking to Teddy and he can tell you that he's got a dark past he, details he doesn't want to go into it right now maybe later and you can kind of like oh actually i have this bounty that i need to do oh you know how to handle a gun i can see blah 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 like come with me and so he's there for that i'm sure you could romance teddy if you tried hard enough like there's probably like a, a mass effect thing where if you try hard enough like you can romance anyone or even quite accidentally uh yeah romance one of these hosts even dude hosts um uh, most of them look like shit though like they they have flies on them even if they weren't robots they'd have flies on them the guys but anyway uh they uh, they go up and get i was just gonna say they see this dead body with even more flies on it and uh yeah the the they show up the whites men's we don't see whites but uh yeah anyway teddy dies again who cares yeah, Teddy dies again, and then you know, they send someone back for help, and then that uh, yeah, that girl is kind of, I guess, still trying to shoot him, or she's still fighting. Uh, we do learn about um, Arnold in this episode as well. Oh, maybe it was uh, Alf- Alfred, or is it or Arnold, or Alfred? It's Alfred. Um, Arnold? Was it Alfred? No, it's Arnold. I just, my notes yeah. say Alfred for some reason. I was like, what I'm are sorry. you talking about? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just talking to myself uh, yeah. or was it we learn about arnold because uh you know they're watching the the scene from the pilot where the milk the milk dude uh is going off and getting his revenge and he's when he was talking they're like oh he's talking about arnold who's arnold um and then ford gives us kind of the, the the fill in the blanks on that arnold was his you know partner back in the days and we get to see some night we get to see a nice cgi young uh anthony hopkins mm-hmm. and uh we're getting there we're getting there i mean we we got to see young robert Downey jr in civil war earlier this year now we're seeing young anthony hopkins so we're getting closer to getting those cgi actors man yeah A- and yeah arnold was kind of the the more gene the more genius because he's a little crazier the way ford describes him he's a little crazier even than him yeah, I think like in uh, re- in real life you can be more crazy without being more genius, but in fiction I do also <laughs> yeah. assume like well clearly he level was level of yeah. Yeah. So b- because Ford is starting to become this person who like yeah, he's a genius, but he's not trying to create artificial life. No, that was just his partner, you know? I would never do that. Uh so then we find out that Arnold was more about that. And yeah, and he was kind of about the uh even more so than what they hint at Ford in the pilot, he was like about the next step, like kind of the evolution. Because what they talk about the pyramid, and it's what memory is at the bottom, and then improvisation, and then self interest, and then, you know, uh, question mark, question mark for what's at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is all good stuff. And then, I mean, the weird, like obvious thing that I don't think they would do, but like would be kind of dumb if they did where it's like somehow the man in black is Arnold or something like that. Because I know he said that Arnold died in the park, but, you know, hey, they said Anakin Skywalker died uh, at one point, too. And Uh guess what? No, he didn't. It's it's like, well, I didn't mean he literally died. Figuratively, that man I knew died in the park that day, you know? Um, Yeah, but maybe 
less figuratively, maybe he did die literally, but like he was looking into AI. Maybe his brain is a maze or some shit uh, ah. hidden in the thing. You know, that's kind of what I was getting at in the last episode that we find out more about the backstory, which makes me think more and more that, yes, if there is a maze, we do have this sort of standard classic. Ah, this this park was built by a madman. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Arnold has a hand in this maze, whatever the hell yeah, it might like be. Yeah, and, es- and especially, yeah, if he physically died, but whatever is in the code, his the, he's the ghost in the machine, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's the underlying secret. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Because, uh, yeah, we, we learned about Arnold, and he, like, Ford starts hinting that Arnold is the one that, he started looking at because all of a sudden Ford is reminding everyone like these people are hosts. Stop acting like they're people. Yes, that's uh, the scene. The scene is he tells off uh, an employee, I assume a new employee, for covering a naked host. He tells him they don't feel cold, they don't feel ashamed or anything. They ain't told to do. And he even yeah. just to emphasize it, cuts the side of the host's head. See, he doesn't. Yeah. He, sure, he if we prick them, they do bleed, but they don't care. So someone sew that back up. <laughs> like uh, someone fix this. But yeah, that does make him like. Extra creepy because he is in episode one the one who went down to talk to the hosts down below below and he is the one who if he meets a host in the desert like other people are made uncomfortable by being around the hosts and treating them as objects but he he interacts with them and also underlines that they're objects and that does seem like contradictory in a way but then again he is the person behind it all he does think in some different way uh yeah but yeah most people choose not to interact with them more than they have to they're like oh if the hosts start talking to them they're like oh yeah really that's cool while they're kind of checking their diagnostics or whatever but he just does it for himself he's a visionary he had a purpose behind this park that was more than just the science probably definitely yeah mm-hmm. he wants to tell a story based in truth as he says and uh, yet he also sees these uh, things as tools he kind mm-hmm. of becomes a bit scary with all the stuff and all especially having a host to play piano in his office uh all oh, that stuff yeah yeah and 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 he's set up as this you know crazy genius where they could then be like well he's just manipulating uh bernard like the, he you know, he's saying, uh, don't do this, don't do that, because he knows, like, he actually wants Bernard to investigate further and push things further. Uh, at least there's, like, plausible deniability there, depending on where they want to go with this character. And, uh, yeah, because he, he's even telling Bernard, too, he's, like, kind of saying that that was Arnold's big mistake and what cost him his life is that he thought of the hosts as more than what they are. Yeah. And, you know, and oh, by the way, Arnold, I know your son died, so I think that would be very weird. <laughs> That's probably really nagging at you right now. Oh, did I say uh, Arnold? I meant Bernard. It's not like you said Arnold, Jim, but uh, he could have easily have called him oh, Arnold as well yeah. uh, because they're the same. They're acting the same. And uh, yeah, and he does give him that uh, that warning well, of like, hey, don't do, don't do that. Don't do this specific thing that I'm telling you all the details about. Oh, yeah, and that the other detail there is that Arnold was the one that kind of wanted it to be the vo- like a monologue in their head, yeah, as yeah, code, right. and then the the theory that like what early tribesmen or early man thought it was god's uh the you know the voice in our head was God's talking to you, and then the robots or the hosts reacted the same way, mm-hmm. and we're also seeing hosts having these voices in their head. Mm-hmm. So it's tying in with what Arnold's, you know, maybe master plan might have been. Yeah. So uh, we'll get to that in a moment. First, Bernard yeah. again. Uh, we get his backstory again, and he talks to his wife or ex-wife or what was your reading on that? Ex, ex-wife, wife. Yeah, at, at the very least, estranged wife. Yeah. Um, because like it seemed like they had like that same, you know. Uh, like, I guess, want for each other, but, like, couldn't be together because they had this tragedy in their family. Yeah. Uh, Shout-outs to Gina Torres, by the way, from Serenity and uh, Angel. She played Jasmine mm-hmm. Angel. Yes. Um, so so they have this talk, and, and obviously we get it even more clear that Bernard is doing something similar to Arnold. He's searching for something, wanting to create life with these weird talks with Dolores, and he goes to her 
probably intending to wipe away all the stuff because he's been told off by his boss, but now he's kind of thinking more about it, and he gets some weird response from from her where she can't even explain where that thought came from, and he's he's too intrigued to to change her back. He he says, you know, let's let's see where this road goes. Again, taking kind of the role that we would have assumed that Ford was in. Yeah. But, but it, and re- yeah. and like relating it directly to his dead son of you know I was a you know I was teaching my son to to swim he was afraid to let go and I was afraid to let go and then you just have to let go so you know he's essentially doing that with Dolores as his surrogate and it may cost us the human race <laughs> <laughs> yes and it, I mean it works for him to have a dead son it's like I must make life it's it's a bit simplistic in a way sure. right yeah it's on the nose it's not. Like, no one's missing what they're putting down, but it's still, it works. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, as Gordon Ramsay would say, it works. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> That's um, my shout out. <laughs> sure. So, finally, then, uh, we do have Dolores back at home, and she's getting attacked. Uh, Teddy's not there to help because he went off to get killed by white men. So, uh, when she, so she just runs in and, and gets immediately grabbed and taken to the barn again, uh, this mm-hmm. time by another host. So... Then it turns out she has a gun in her hand, which I assumed was, like, in the hay, unless she had it with her the whole time. It's so. weird because I, I at first I thought she'd maybe stash it there, but then the guy acts like she took his gun because I watched the scene uh, again. Oh, at least he, like, yeah. looks, he looks down real quick. So it's really murky. I, I, I'm sure it's on purpose because they don't want you to really jump to conclusions yet. But it's hard to say if, if it was planted there because she knew, like or she was uncovering these memories and having these moments, or if she just somehow knew to grab it, maybe that was the hint was like, get his gun. I, I, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, it, it, I do think it's interesting because uh, it's kind of side note, but when, you know, they're playing out the whole thing with, you know, her dad being dead and I mean, she has the flash of her previous dad. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the host villain guy, I assume is talking to another guest because he's like, ah, what do you think of this one? And then he's like, man, she's crazy. You take her. Like, I guess it's weird. You'd be like, nah, you, you robot, you go rape the robot or whatever. But <laughs> it just felt weird to me. Yeah, but I, I felt like that guy was falling in with the wrong crowd in a bit. Like he... Ah, uh, okay. That was my reading, at least, when they were hanging out in town. We had got this guest who's kind of like, my friend here is new in town. What do you think about this one? And he's kind of like... Uh, yeah, sure. I, I said I wanted something easy. Like, you should probably have gone to the brothel, you know, like everyone else. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, okay. But now he's in this villain storyline, this black hat storyline, and he's trying to figure out if he has the stomach for it, probably. So he's like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, we should definitely do that. You, you do, you do that, and maybe I'll, maybe later, uh, kind of. But anyway, he, she, uh, hears, well, first she gets this flashback and she does see the man in black again, hinting that there's more going on in this barn uh, when the man in black is there with Dolores, again, hinting that he has something to do with all this awakening stuff uh, of people figuring more out. Of course, Dolores, it's like, take your pick. What is affecting her? She's she's the oldest host. She's got Bernard yeah. giving her Alice in Wonderland books. She's got the black ha- man in black. Like She had her dad like whispering stuff to yes. her. And, and the, uh, yeah, the pic- she saw the picture from da- Times Square too, and uh, so there's kind of a whole list of things that could be affecting her. But anyway, it all leads to her hearing a voice in her head saying, "Kill him." Uh, ag- again, is that the programming as Arnold intended, and is or is that? her own voice or what voice is that it doesn't matter because it works her programming is seems to be rewritten or rerouted or whatever and she shoots the host so i mean i don't think that means she could uh, kill a guest but it's uh, definitely changed enough for her to hurt a host cuz she kills that guy yeah so yeah she's she's transcending her programming to a point mm-hmm. and then she runs out and it's weird that she would run out and kind of have a memory of running out before, like almost hinting that she's gotten to this point before, like uh, similar to um, uh, what's that? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Did you see that Tom Cruise movie? Yes, where which is also Groundhog's Day ish, where yes. you get to a certain point and then redo it and see how far you can survive the day. Yeah, of- where it's like we're getting hints that she's been doing some of this stuff a bunch of times, and now she has this memory of. Uh, she was shot, like, she got to this point before and got shot outside the house. 
So now mm. she's like, well, get the fuck out of here. Let's get out of the Dodge. Well, uh-huh. uh, let me ask you. Well, well, I don't need to ask you because you just told me, but I meant to ask you how you understood that little flash thing that happened because yeah, I, 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 I think there's it's open to interpretation. I... I I kind of saw it differently. I need to rewatch it and see what I think because maybe you're completely right because that would also make sense if she's gotten to that point and messed up at some point. But but what I read it as uh, was she runs out. This guy says, hey, get back here and shoots her. And then she hasn't been shot and she runs away. I don't know why, but I thought that that was her predicting what was about to happen. Or well, yeah. Now that you bring it up, it could almost be like a weird Neo from the Matrix. Like she sees the code. Yeah. Like maybe she's seeing his encoding or what's supposed to happen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she does look down and see that she's bleeding, and then she wakes up, like kind of snaps out of it and sees that she's not, and it's about to happen. Yes. Because so- he does the like. Hey, you, or whatever. And that could again be part of like the little rewriting. Maybe that's indicating that her programming would usually make her run back there, but she sees where that would lead and decides to do something differently. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's, that's valid, just as valid. I think that's a, a good way to look at it as well. Yeah. Either way, it was a weird little thing. So it's got to mean something. Uh, it's like a weird little flash forward. They didn't, wouldn't do that unless there was something about it, you know, to unpack. But uh, yeah, that is kind of the end. They, there's also finally the, they find this stray who has been running around the Hemsworth team Hemsworth, and yeah. uh, it's down in a little crack. So he go, he goes down, and then she knocks him. The stray knocks him out and goes up, which is he does hurt a, a, a human there, right? That's a that's a host hurting a human, isn't it? Yeah, kinda, yeah. Because what he like shoves, him, he like knocks, he like he hits him or something, right? Yeah, on the other but, hand, they can shoot them with their fake yeah, guns Yeah, cuz that could be uh, that could be explained away as yeah, be, like you could potentially get into a fight with a host and they could maybe, you know, somewhat hurt you. Yeah. Like similar to how they can sh- shoot you and maybe knock you down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cuz then when he goes to essentially do like a kill on the girl, uh he starts just smashing his own head with a <laughs> with a rock. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the end he smashes his own head with the rock again for me that was kind of okay another robot this one seemingly unconnected to the the vocal virus of violent delights and also the photograph and i'm sure the black the the man man in black has talked to him too because he's talked to everyone he's been there for 30 years so and uh i mean basically the last shot we see is dolores stumbles out of the woods uh, to uh, William and his friend where that quote we talked about at the beginning, you know, I didn't pay 40K a day to jerk off by myself mm-hmm. on the desert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, because weirdly enough, uh, Dolores is, like, like hurt or something. And I, I don't know. I, I kind of read it as maybe it's since she's going against what she's designed for, that's taking its toll. Because I don't think she was really like hurt physically mm-hmm. during that, the the altercations that happened. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh that could definitely be it or did she ride away, right? She rode away from the farm? Yeah, she, she rode away on a horse. But she arrived without a horse, I think. Uh no, I believe she kind of let me see. I could pull it up real fast. I okay. got kind of queued up. Uh it doesn't it doesn't really matter, but yeah, I I didn't yeah. think of that, but it could be part of it or just I mean, she's a frail Southern Belle or Western Belle. Uh, yeah, she doesn't really have uh, that much of a stamina bar. It's probably goes well, down yeah, pretty quick. Well, yeah, she comes walking up, and the horse is like walking behind her. Ah, okay, okay. Um, well, yeah, that... the horse was like, "Fuck this shit, you walk." Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that is the end of the episode. They're taking like the William storylines, moving kind of, not slow necessarily, but there's a couple of storylines like William and Dolores. Last episode, we just saw a flash, and 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 William really we saw a little bit in the previous episode, and they're like taking their time, and now they're coming together. And I mean, people people meet and and go separate ways all the time, but this was given kind of extra weight of like, oh, they're meeting in the woods, and what are they gonna or in the in the desert? What are they gonna do, uh, mm-hmm. right? Because like some moments, like they really like emphasize like, oh, she met them in in the in the desert. 
what's going to happen next? And it's like, those kind of meetings seem to happen all the time. And also in a show where characters die every week, it's kind of hard to like, oh, is she going to get away from the bandits? It's like, it yeah. doesn't matter. What matters is what's going to happen with her brain going to get deleted or what. So I don't really know what possible consequences could come from her meeting uh, William. I think if anything, she's going to start asking questions like, what, like she's going to start asking questions and she ran into the one person in the park who doesn't see them as totally as objects. So William might start developing feelings for this host and start telling her stuff that's going to mess even more with her programming or hint about the real world or accidentally reveal about the real world or stuff like that. That's probably where it's going to go. Or what do you yeah, think? Yeah, maybe maybe become like an, a real hero and not just playing a hero mm-hmm. uh, in in you know, a Westworld uh, storyline. Yeah. Uh, now, I think that's, I, I, I think that's a good way to look at it because, I mean, he's got to, he, he's got to affect something here. We're following this dude. Yeah. And he's just kind of wants to be a nice guy everywhere. Yeah. Like, what is your story, man? That is kind of what I mean. In a way, I do agree. What is your story, man? Because he really, like, he could have been any other guest so far. Uh, yeah. We could have followed any guest, and, and, and we, but we've do, been doing it so slow. He's got to do something. He's got to be, he, he's probably going to have to become, like, the real Teddy. You know, what we thought Teddy was in the first episode when he was a guest coming there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. So that is the end of episode three, and we did say some negative stuff in the beginning or kind of like cautious stuff, but really going over it, there's so many things that I enjoy uh, about each episode, so I'm really looking forward to seeing every single... Every every week I want more, so... Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to get it twisted. I don't want it to, you know, people think that uh, we're bagging on the show or whatever, but, you know, it's... We're especially taking it episode by episode. By design, we don't have the full story yet, so you can only kind of guess where things are going and judge it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not all peaches and cream, as True. they'd say in Westworld, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I liked. I mean, especially like I was talking about, I like what Marston's do. I like what the hosts are doing. I like the way the the actors are... are, are uh, are doing a lot of good stuff with that. I mean, Evan, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, as Dolores is, uh, killing it as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, tons of good stuff, uh, a lot of good, you know, tidbits and information to kind of feast on and guess where things are going. So it's, it's, uh, good times ahead. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, if you have feedback on shows, uh, shows what you know, or more specifically Westworld, feel free to email them to, uh, shows what you know show at gmail.com. Uh, we're also going to talk about some other shows coming up. Uh, for example, Black Mirror and Atlanta, Donald Glover's Atlanta. So, please do send us your opinions on those as well, and we'll include them in the shows. Yes, please. Yes, please. And okay, that's it. See you next week. See ya. Or we don't do this by week. I don't know what to say. Goodbye.